Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your great mercy, for your love, for your protection, for your provision, for your healing, for all the great and mighty things you do in our lives. We say thank you. Holy Spirit, revive us. Strengthen us again. Cause us to walk stronger than before. Thank you for your great mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We have been looking at faith secrets. Ask your neighbor, have you got a book now? They said what? They don't need it. So last week... We talked about the fact that what every person needs is faith. And the fact that you have faith, that is why you are born again. You can only be born again by faith. It takes faith to be born again. We are saved by grace faith. It takes faith to even come to church. It takes faith to give your life to do anything for God. It takes faith to be a Basenta leader. It takes faith to pray because you are speaking to somebody you cannot see, but you believe he is there and you believe he hears and you believe he would answer the questions you are asking. It takes faith to give. Because if you have 100 CDs and you give out 10 CDs, you are left with how much? 90. 90 and 100, which one is more? So why do you want to give 10 and be left with 90 when you could have kept the 100 for yourself? But it is a, a certain faith you have in God and in the world of God that as you give you receive more and as you give God supplies what you need and as you give God multiplies it back to you and as you give you become prosperous you believe in the scripture that says that there is that scattereth and yet increaseth and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, and attendeth unto poverty. It doesn't really make logical sense that when you hold back, you become poor. When you give, you become rich. And you would rather think that the one who holds back is richer. Because he has hundred cities. 
But the one who gave is poorer because he's left with 90. But it takes faith. Doesn't it take faith? It takes faith to give tithe. And it is faith people who give tithe to God. People who don't have faith don't give tithe to God. Or people don't give tithe because they don't have faith. If you don't have faith, there are certain steps of faith or there are certain steps you cannot take because they are steps of faith. People who don't have faith will question why you go to church. Why don't you rather go to town and look for some job to do and get some money in your pocket rather than go and sit in church for two hours, three hours, how many hours, and especially if you're a leader who comes to church and you stay the whole day in church doing the work of God, they have even more questions for you. And these are questions that are born out of faithlessness. But Paul said that I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. If you don't know who you have believed, then you always be a confused person. But if you know who you have believed and you know why you believe and you know what he's able to do for you, you will never be a confused person. You will be a man of faith and a woman of faith. Listen, it will be that if, even if nobody does what you do and you are the only one doing it, you will still stand for it and you do it because you say, this is the word of God. And I've believed in it and I'm living by it. And God will surely reward your faith with his goodness and with his blessing. Amen. So short one, faith secrets number two. Let's read Romans chapter 10 verse number 17. Romans 10, 17. Right. What does it say? So then, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Say it again. Romans 10, 17. Beautiful, in it? So, you have faith. How many have faith? You have some faith. Yes, there's a little in there. But your faith can grow. It can increase. It can abound by exposing yourself to the word of God. The source of increased faith is the word. When you expose yourself to the word, not just to listen to um, messages on faith, but any preaching of the word that is inspired by the spirit, it gives you faith. That's why the Bible says that faith comes by the word of God. 
in the NLT, he said, so faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. Wow. Faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. So, you don't have to hear preaching that the title or the topic is faith. But once you are hearing the good news about Christ, your faith is increasing. And those who are used to listening to messages, if you are used to, that means you do it, or you used to do it, or you do it from time to time. There is a difference in your mood when you are into messages from when you are not into messages. The more you listen to messages, the more you feel alive in your spirit. How many can identify with well, they Don't raise your hand if you are not used to or you used, you used to be used to. Oh, yeah. When you are into messages, you have a can-do spirit. Yes. This thing, it is possible. I can do it. When you are into messages, you see that scriptures come to you. Yeah. When you are not into messages, you become dry. Very dry. Moody. So if you have a friend who sometimes becomes moody, tell the person that, look, I know the cause of your situation. It's not because of what I have done or what this person has done or anything. You are not into messages. That's why your mood is gloomy. Can you tell the person that? Yes. Gloomy. Because there's no faith. When you are into messages, you have faith, and that makes you alive and shining. Yes. You become brighter. The path of the righteous shineth brighter and brighter. But when you are there without nothing, all the problems come to sit on your head like this. And you are under the weight of problems you cannot solve. Do you know that a lot of problems cannot be solved easily? A lot of the things, I mean, I'm telling you. Yes, you can pray, you can fast. But you see that this thing, and it is also in the Bible. Paul, he said he had a thorn in his flesh. And he prayed to God. He said thrice. He prayed to God about it. Take this problem away. And God said, Davida, this problem, it will stay with you. Yes, I'm not taking it. Because I want you to understand my grace. Yes, while the problem is on, you see my grace. Some of you, if God solves your problems, you will never come to church again. That's why the problems will not get finished. You will never pray again. 
He knows. God knows that the day he finishes with your last problem, he won't see you again. True or not true? Yeah. That's why in the Western world, they don't even believe God again. Because it's like, ah, what problems do we have? I always remember, it's not me, but a friend, somebody who went to preach, and somebody in the church was not well. So he wants to pray for them. He said, oh, don't worry. <laughs> Keep your prayer. Tomorrow I'll see my GP. <laughs> the GP is the doctor. So the doctor is there. I'll go and see the doctor. My problem so why do you have to pray? Now they don't even believe in divine healing. Yes. But they die. Yeah. And my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Yes. So when your strength can't carry you, you depend on the strength of God. So that in your weakness, God's strength will carry you through. Yeah. That's what makes the difference between you and somebody who is not a faith person. When the weakness comes, they are very weak. There's no resort. But thank God that you know God and you have God who is always there to help you through that situation. I don't know what situation you have and what problem there is. But I know that there is God in heaven who is interested in your situation and interested in your affair and interested in what is hurting you and what is eating you up and who would always help you through. Oh yes, he will help you through. Amen. Let's pick some two secrets or three or four or five. Depending on your feeling. Last week, what did we talk about? Two things were what? It's your life, eh? Very good. And what else? Your attitude. Very good. You live every day of your life by faith. So, I'm saying that Faith comes by hearing. Expose yourself to the hearing of the word. Expose yourself to the podcast. Expose yourself to the camp messages. Expose yourself to the flow prayer. You always be receiving word. When you do that, you walk every day. Of your life by faith. Expose yourself to quiet time. One cousin found Bible. Na trance. Na be Bible. Na kenkan Bible. Na meditate on the scriptures. We be a strong person. Weakness na dosudodo. And lot of Christians are just too weak. I mean, if Satan felt powerful. Now he's feeling very, 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 very powerful. Because it is not difficult to overcome a lot of the Christians who are there today. Faith is not something you conjure. 
that when the devil comes, then you shake yourself and then come up in faith. No. Or like what they do in the movies, uh, with, uh, devil is coming, then they raise the cross like this or read the Bible. And then when he sees the Bible, he will explode. That's movie. Yes. It's not like that in real life. Real life of how to overcome is that the word is in you. And you can say it is written. If you don't have any word, you cannot say it is written. But the language the devil understands is it is written. Ask your neighbor, how many it is written do you have in your heart? How many it is written? He said how many? Eh? Eh? John 3.16. Ah. So every time the devil comes, you have John 3.16. Okay. See what? Faith secret. First one for today. Faith is to fight. Hmm? Faith is what? Fight, yes. All right. Fight. First Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight. Did you hear that? Fight. 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 Christianity is a walk of fight. You are fighting all the time. And I'm not here to encourage people who like to fight their neighbors. Quarrel some people. That's not it. It is a fight in the realm of the spirit. Fight the good fight of faith. Not fighting your brother or fighting your sister or fighting your neighbor. That's not it. Even if you are like that, you are a weaker person in the realm of the spirit. Because you are always fighting. But we are fighting in the spiritual realm. What does it mean to fight? It means rise up and resist the things that are pushing you down. Rise up and resist the things that are standing against your own victory. If you can't rise, I mean, some of us are there. It's like, oh, somebody should pray. A prophet should say this. Somebody should prophesy. You must rise and fight the good fight of faith. That is the way to your victory. Oh, your life can be very different if you became a fighter from today. I said your life would turn out very, very different if you could rise and become a fighter in the realm of the spirit. They would know you as the person who fights. They would know you as the person they can't walk over easily. They would know you as the one they can't attempt and bring you down because you rise and fight. That's the way to overcome. People are spiritually dull. The slightest shaking of the devil, then you are down there, cry, weep, give up, complain, 
do anything. But if the devil makes a mistake to afflict you with anything, let him know that he will receive a more than proportionate response from that little something that he did to you. Yeah. The war that is going on now. People rose up one day and decided to attack people. Kill their people and take hostages. And sometimes I ask myself, so what were they thinking? You thought that you can just get up, go and uh, carry people away, kill who you want to kill, and then go back and sit down and enjoy life and eat what you want to eat? It is never going to be so. So this is a real demonstration of the response of the Christian. If the devil comes to touch you and see you a little and say, Hey, that's what you have done to me. Wait, I'm coming. It was, I don't know how many hours their operation took. But from October 7 to today, with a truce that will be broken. Yes, fighting extreme with extreme. And if you are an extreme fighter, I tell you, if the devil makes a mistake to teen you more, it was asemtuno. Why did you cross the line into my territory? So please, Madam Cryer, Town Cryer, or TC, eh? what are their names? OTC, or JTC, which one are you? Original Town Cryer. Or James, or is it Junior? <laughs> junior. These are some people, my friends. Yes. Madam Cryer, Brother Cryer, rise up and fight. I said what? Rise up and fight. Rise up. We are better, better to do. What say to do? What you want to do? Ah, we are last born. In the spirit, there's nothing like last born. Everybody is a fighter and everybody rises up to fight. Even David who was last born. The day he stepped on the battlefield, he was a completely different person. And you said that somebody should fight for me. Somebody should talk for me. It's now time for you to rise and do something. Oh yes. You gotta fight. What's wrong with me and Sissy watch it? I tell you, First Timothy 1 18, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith, verse 19, and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So I'm admonishing you. This scripture says that uh, I charge you to do what? 
To do what? To do what? To war. A good warfare. Come on. I'm charging you. Fight. You must to fight. Uh, well, the song that was sung is a scripture. Yes. 2.24, Deuteronomy. Will it come? Okay. What's this saying? They can't find it there. Yes. Deuteronomy 2.24, rise up. Mm. Are you rising up? And now you love to rise up and fast more. Yes. Fasting is like shaking yourself. But every day, what did they have me? What did they have me? Morning, afternoon, evening, then we are full. You are just lying down to be cheated by the enemy. Oh, Satan loves your matter. Yes. Because every time of it, but we are available. Without them. And a Jonah spirit be a bit down chain. Hey, wake up. The thing came again. Rather you wake up and say that no food today. Whatever spirit you are that has been coming and that has been tormenting, I'm rising and standing on my feet and I'm saying no. By faith. First Peter 5, 8. And I'll come back to this. Yes, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But I like verse 9. Do you like verse 9? Do you like verse 9? If you like verse 9, smile. He said, whom resists. Do what to him? Resist him. Which means what? Fight him off. Repel him. Push him away. Don't agree with him. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. So it takes faith to resist the devil. Faith people can resist the devil. The devil sees the people who have faith. And he doesn't mess up with them. And he knows the people who don't have faith. And he's always happy to come on visitation in their house. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So, nobody has a peculiar situation. Did you hear me? Your situation is, the problems are not in the world. Why me alone? It's never you alone. It's the same afflictions that are accomplished by everybody. Only yours is different from mine. Why do you want to add yours to mine? Take yours. Handle it. And let me also take mine. And handle mine. Obia they different. They understand. Yeah. People are there. They are looking for husband. They are not getting. That's their issue. Then you, you get a husband. He beats you three times a week. <laughs> 
only three times a week. There are seven days in the week. And you, you have it only three times a week. <laughs> you too, that's what you have. And you have to believe God. Why, you, why did God give me somebody who beat me three times a week? And this one says, God, you are so wicked to me. You didn't give me anybody at all. Even if I had somebody who beat me seven times a week, at least I'll be called Mrs. Mrs. Something. <laughs> So never describe anything you are going through as so special and so peculiar. It's peculiar to you. It's tailor-made. For you. Are you with me? It's tailor-made for you. And God knows you can overcome it. That's why it came to you. Yes. Um, so I wanted to emphasize on the point that you resist the devil, which means what? You fight. Resist means fight. Don't agree. Don't yield. Don't go. Don't give up. Don't say I can't. Don't say there's nothing to be done. Don't say it is over. Don't say it is hopeless. Don't say there's no... No change is coming because change is coming and if you stand by faith, change will definitely come to you and you see change in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, it is working for you. It's working for you. God is ready to work it out. If only you can stand for it, he'll work it out for you. Back to my scripture, please. So, Deuteronomy 2 24, rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given unto thy hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Hedbon, and his land. Begin to possess it, and contend with him in battle. What does it mean to contend? Fight! I've given you the land. Go for it. But the way you get the land is that you have to fight. Some of you must be able to rise up and fight temptation. And don't just lie down. The temptation, I mean, I didn't ask for it before I know. Then something has come. So, and I couldn't say no with Jimmy. Say no and fight it. Is the devil. <laughs> Fight it. Is the devil who you do that? Uh, uh-huh. Why not? Of course. It's the devil. And that's his job. He is doing his job very well. Your job is to fight. So you to rise up and fight him. You are playing football. You are a defender. And there's a striker coming. There's why his role is to score goals. So you just let him, yes, yes. Oh, that's his job. If I stop him, he can't score. But his job is to score. Do you stand there for him to score? What do you do? You tackle, you chalk, you push, you shot, you head. Anything a good defender gets yellow cards. Because he's a fighter. <laughs> Very good. Not red card. I said yellow. 
your fight shows your faith. Faith is to fight. There is a fight of faith waiting for all of us. When you stop fighting, it means you have stopped having faith. Having faith is not having a deep conviction about something. Having faith is not just making a series of positive confessions. Having faith is fighting for what you believe. Oh, you have to fight for your basenta to work. Do you believe in doing basenta work and getting people saved and bringing people to church? You fight for it. Nobody will come and say that. Well, I tried and it didn't work. So I've stopped. Your faith, you don't have faith. That's why you are talking like that. You tried hundred times. It didn't work hundred times. You rise up hundred times and fight hundred times until it starts working. And the more you fight, the more it will respond to you. Those who don't have faith, they can't be percentile leaders. I said those who don't have faith, they can't be percentile leaders. Yes. Because it will be as if it's not working. But it works. If you don't have faith, you can't be a church planter. Then you wake up and arrive somewhere and say, I've come here to plant it. With who and for who? In other words, if you, can't, you don't have faith, a lot of things you cannot do. Because you ask questions. Ask for questions, there are more. What if this? What if that? What if that? What if, oh, plenty, and there will be no answers. Wow. Mm. Your life is beginning to move forward from today because you are coming as a man of faith and as a woman of faith who is attempting great things for God and attempting new things for God and doing the things you couldn't do before and who is not ready to give up. The things concerning God, you are not ready to give up on them. Even if everybody is giving up around you, you said, no, I'm not giving up because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. And so long as I am alive, I will do the will of God and accomplish his purpose. That's what you stand for. And that's what you do. Say amen. What has God told you that he's going to do? Keep fighting for the will of God to come to pass in your life. Faith is the life you live. We live by faith. What you do with your life is your faith. So what you fight for shows what you believe in. Your fight shows your faith. If you fight for a political party to come into power, it shows your great faith in human beings and politics. If you fight for people to know about Jesus, it shows your great faith in Jesus Christ. If you fight for the church to be built, it shows your great faith in Jesus' command to us to build his church. Your fight reveals your faith. It is time to show God that you believe in him. You can do this by fighting for the righteous causes. In the word of God. Amen. If you are a girl and you are fighting with another girl over a certain boy, it shows your faith. Right. Are you still around? Because first, I'm going to say, 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 I'm going to
That's your faith. Your faith is in a stupid boy. Instead of your faith being in God. I know that you don't like this one. But there's no life without something painful happening to you along the way. Who experience it with that? Any buy and chain. Nansaya and a year naming ceremony. So you don't know anything painful. In this life that you have come, disappointments are there. And you are a candidate for one of them. Did you hear you are a candidate for two for one of them? One of the disappointments. Or two or three. Some of them will find their way to your your house and into your life. Once you came here, if you don't want it, live here. Heaven, there's no disappointment. And you are born again already. So why not apply for that? So painful things happen to people of faith. Genesis 17, and especially if you are a man of faith, is one of the uh, secrets here is faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. So a man of faith is one who is ready to follow the word of God and to obey the word of God. Yes. That's a man of faith. And when you are walking in obedience, you will go through different things. This scripture, look at it. Genesis 17, 10. 10 to 12 and then 23. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Hmm. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. God is speaking to who? Eh? To who? To who? Abraham, okay. I thought I was hearing Sarah. I was wondering why God would talk to Sarah about circumcision. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or brought with, bought with money, of any stranger which is not of thy seed. And verse 23. And Abraham took Ishmael his son. And all that were born in his house. And all that were bought with his money. Every male among the men of Abraham's house. And circumcised the flesh of their foreskin. In the self same day. As God said unto him. Now. I know it is a bit difficult for you to understand this. Do you understand? Yes. I mean, for the ladies, you won't understand. And the men too, a lot of you will not understand. Because you were circumcised when you were little. And you didn't see. I have witnessed circumcision. And it's so bloody. And, I mean, so wicked. 
it's only is the command of God that you should be circumcised. But otherwise, I don't see why. Because um, anatomically speaking, whether you are circumcised or not, it doesn't affect the outcome of your gender. Uncircumcised is as powerful as circumcised. You don't believe. Why don't you believe? You met a doctor who... Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. It's as powerful. Because, yes, a lot of people don't. And it doesn't affect them. They work, they eat, they live, they marry, they perform. They even have more children than the circumcised people. Kamavinga. Go and marry a guy. Then the first night you find out that he's not circumcised. Ah, I don't like him. Why don't you? I mean, that's, that's what God gave him naturally. What if you also came with your natural hair? They, they should say they don't like you because you haven't permed your hair, so you should go away. Huh. But this is the command of God to Abraham. Abraham was old at this time. Are you still here? And Abraham was 90 years old and nine mm-hmm, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. I think it's verse 24. Hey. 90 years old and nine. That's how much. Hey. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old. And no cry better. When he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. So God comes and says, look, Abraham, I've called you from your father's house. You know all the promises that he had given of his blessing and everything. But the road you must follow and what you have to do is that take knife and draw your foreskin like this and cut it off. Then the blessing will be your blessing. Then the promise will be your promise. Then the things that I have said, they will come to pass. Hallelujah. Are you still around? An old man. Grown up man. All the grown up people. Shoot, 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 sharp knives. Will it be painful? Faith will make you go through painful things. So this is one of the painful things that Abraham had to go through. For God by faith. Why is this important? This is important because for Christians of today, when you face any little difficulty, you draw back like this. Ah, God is not there. God has not spoken. God has not directed. What God will direct you to do will, on the way, you find painful things. Difficult things. You go through difficulty. If today you are a Christian, you are going through any kind of difficulties, never doubt in your heart that God is still with you. Don't doubt it. That's what Satan will speak to you. That is the conviction and the words he will be bringing to you. Look at all the problems. Look at what you are going through. Look how you are not doing well. Look how it's difficult to even get money to eat. 
Look how nobody is minding you. Do you think that God is with you? Do you think being a Christian is worth it? This is the voice of Satan. But I came here to encourage you today that if you want to live for God and walk by faith, there are painful things you have to walk through. As you walk through them, you have the victory for yourself. Yes. Don't turn back because the road is rough. But you'll be on some rough roads. You'll be on bumpy roads. You'll be on difficult roads. Difficult terrain. You try to work for God and it is not working. People will talk evil things about you. People will gossip about you. People will accuse you for what you haven't done. Anything can happen to you. But what you need to do is to stand strong on your faith and believe God and press on with what he has called you to do. You may be a Christian, but you are sick. You have, you have prayed and it's still not going. You are in pain as you are sitting here. Remember that what you need to do is to fight on by faith and keep believing God and say that as a man of faith, I know that there are some difficult things I must go through and maybe this is one of them. And this thing will not make me turn away from God. I will never turn from God. I'll never turn my back to God. I'll never give up on God. I will continue. I will continue. I'll fight on. Because the end of the tunnel is your victory. You'll find victory at the end of it. If you don't stop fighting today, you will fight on until you celebrate the victory by yourself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't let a little pain of today Hmm. Make you forsake the great victory and the great glory that is coming for you tomorrow. There's a promise. But whatever you go through may be the test to obtain the promise. So remember what God asked Abraham to do. Take knife. I don't know what knife they were using. Draw this thing. And hold it. Do you do circumcision? No. Are you not in the theater? Yeah, not you yourself, but you witness it. Yes. Is it easy? Do you think it's painful? It's painful. Pardon? Even with anesthesia. Yes. Because if they give you anesthesia, the anesthesia is for a while. Yes. After, when the thing now wears off, uh-huh, and you are facing the thing that they have bandaged for you, and it is breathing. Yes, it can breathe. <laughs> Mostly in the night, yes. Then it's breathing like that. It's breathing like that. It's breathing like that. Wow. Then you say, why this? But that's what God said should be done. Yes. One of the processes of making a king in my hometown, I won't mention the name of my hometown, is that they will take you some to the back somewhere and then they are supposed to go and inspect. If you have cut the thing, you are disqualified. 
Yeah. We are actually not supposed to cut. Especially if you are like me, me audition. <coughs> but you know, I mean, at a certain state, then you will be alpha. So when they go and inspect and they come, so, hey, 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 something, that, they bring that message. But you know how it is. It's, it's usually not true. Yes. I can be a chief. But I haven't said anything. <laughs> so then, those who were earlier, that's the tradition. So many of them, or most of them, maybe all of them, they didn't do it. And they gave birth to us. And we are normal. Very normal. Yeah. But God said, this you have to do. You have to go through this pain so that you can inherit this promise. Be, not, be ye not slothful, but be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise of God. And the faith and patience also means trials and temptations and difficulties. Yeah, you are the afraid you may have seen me you lost your job, so there's no God. The man said, you marry, and then you didn't marry, so you are disappointed with God. I hear these things all the time. Some, we are lazy, when you do feel it, disappoint you into a giant story. It's your laziness that has appointed you. It's not who disappointed you. God has disappointed me. Is there anything God can do to disappoint you so that you stop following him? Now, that's is your cup. Overcome it. Because you are an overcomer. I said you are an overcomer. You can overcome everything. You can overcome everything. There's nothing that will overcome you. I see somebody who is rising up and fighting and possessing that land. He said, fight. I've given this land unto you. But fight and possess it. Go forward and take it. Fight the kings who are there. Fight the people who are on the land. And make sure that the land is yours. And that's why this fight is still going on. Because they have been possessing it for all these years. And they have not finished up till today. I tell you. Bible is true. The fight never finishes. When you win one, another one will come. And you win that one too. And another one will come. And you prevail over that. And another one will come. And you prevail over that. That's how your promotion is coming. By prevailing and prevailing. By winning and winning and winning and winning again. Shout I'm a winner. Shout I'm a winner. Shout I'm a winner. You will never be found down there. You will always be found up there. Because that is where God has put you. Rise up on your feet everybody. Lift your hands and thank God for victory on every side. And speak to God. Somebody should speak to God and say that, Lord, I know that there is this and there is that. This problem is not solved. This one has not been solved. This one I'm still waiting for you. But today I'm renewing myself and my spirit in faith to stand and to do the work of God with all gladness to keep following 
and to keep advancing and to keep serving and to keep believing because I know that by believing I am overcoming. I overcome by believing. I overcome by believing. I overcome by believing. By my faith, I'm an overcomer. I am fighting. I am not quitting. I will fight. I will not quit. I will not go out. I will not leave. I will fight on. I will press on until I see the victory of Jehovah. I'm pressing on from victory to victory to victory to victory. You will number your victories one after another because God is giving you victory. Somebody lift up your voice because I feel the strength of God and I feel the power of God. That is refreshing somebody. You gave up the other time. But the spirit of God says, you are not giving up again. You are not looking back again. You are not saying you can't move on again. You are not saying it is not possible. But he's strengthening you again. He's refreshing you again. You are fighting on again. Somebody is fighting for your life. It is your life. As you lift up your voice, maybe you are praying in tongues, but it's your life. You are battling for your life. Battle for that life. Battle for your future. Battle for your victory. Battle for your prosperity. Battle for your increase. Battle for your advancement. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Resist it. Resist the devil. Resist the temptation. Resist the evil. And keep fighting on. The land is before you. Oh yes, I see the land, the fresh land is before you. The victory is before you. The blessing is before you. The good things, they are before you. Only the fighters can inherit it. You are joining the fighters today and you are becoming an inheritor today. Kapato Katayandaj Thank you, Lord. Now the Spirit of God says, Don't look at the thing that overcame you the other time. Jesus. Don't focus on the defeat of the other day. Jesus. But focus on God. Focus on God. He's your victory. Yes. He's your victory. Amen. And I hear the word that is saying to you that surely, surely. you will celebrate that victory. Amen. Surely, surely. you will celebrate that victory. Amen. Surely, surely. you will celelebrate that victory. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, strengthen everyone. Strengthen Manifest yourself in a great and mighty way. Manifest yourself by miracles, by signs, by wonders, and by your power. Let the weak now rise and say, I am strong. Amen. 
Let the one who gave up fighting rise and say that I am back. Amen. And I'll continue. I'm continuing. And I'll fight. I'll fight. Until I possess oh, it. Yes. And until I have it. Until I have it. Mm. Let no one look back. Jesus. Help and us. let no one give up. Oh yes. But let everybody walk in the power, in the power and in the victory in the of Jehovah. Victory, victory. You are leaving this place today as mm. a victorious man mm. of God, Amen. a victorious woman of God, Amen. a victorious child Prophesy. of God. Prophesy. That when you go, anything Prophesy. that comes against you, Jesus. you are meeting it with the power of God. Power of God. And you are meeting it with the power that brings victory in victory. the end. May God bless you. May God keep you. May you overcome in every sphere. May we hear the resounding victory and the resounding testimony and the resounding way that you come back with. I see a mighty hand over you to keep you. If you can keep it. If you can fight. The victory is yours. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus, what somebody. What a blessing. What a blessing. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari. Dash DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International Dash HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing holy.